Hello and welcome to episode 113 of the Good Good Golf Podcast. Rod Murray trying to keep the anticipation in check. The 150th Open Championship, just 48 hours or so away at the home of golf. This Open has the crackle of something special about it already. A firm and fast course, a determined and seemingly relaxed Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus made an honorary citizen, and 11-inch Australians in the field, a couple of them who are legitimately amongst the favourites. It feels like the golf world's been hanging out for this event, and now that it's finally here, we're going to go straight to the source with our very own man on the ground. Golf Australia Magazine editor Brendan James along in just a moment with all the latest from St Andrews. But before that, back to the reality of dreary Sydney and the Sydney Podcast Studios complex where we find Adrian Logue. Logue, we did an entire episode a couple of years ago about your first visit to St Andrews and just what a spiritual experience that can be. I've been reflecting on that these past couple of days. Particularly, Have you given it a thought or do you not care about the conversations that we have? They're just in one ear and out the other. Uh, I don't know. If I was to think about that again, I wouldn't. I wouldn't paint it in such a schmaltzy picture. I think there's I got enough. You, I got you at a weak moment. Is <laughs> that what happened there? There's enough of that goes around, I think. But it is a very special place. It is Let's a say. special it, place. It's, I, I think if I went back there now, and hopefully I get the opportunity to go again, it would be all about having fun. It would be more working more. media attitude, hard and cynical. <laughs> Hardly. Speaking of one's first experience at the old course, mine came alongside today's guest 25 years ago on an epic golf trip that I doubt I will ever have the energy to repeat again. Brennan James is the editor of Golf Australia magazine and once played 36 rounds of golf in 32 days. I'll check if that's right. He's got a better memory of these things than me. With five rest days in between, if I'm not mistaken. The reason I know all that is because I was there with him. BJ, you've been back a few times since to the UK and golf. I haven't. Does arriving at the old course ever get old? Never gets old. Ever, ever, ever gets old. You, I think the day that we drove into St Andrews back in July 1997, we stumbled upon the golf course. Yeah, very much. Mm. I still to this Remember, day was staggered. You, you <laughs> see the, when you turn around that roundabout, you see the 17th green. You realise... Well, yeah, I reckon we were in the just a little first, bit of green first there, T18th so. green before we realised, hang on, no, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> that's it there. It was amazing, wasn't that, it? That's a course. Oh, no, could, it's, it's the course. Yeah. I mean, we followed the sign and said golf courses and we just kept going in that direction. And then all of a sudden we were, we were driving behind the RNA clubhouse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were almost on the beach before we knew what we were doing. Yeah. Now, I, I can recall, Beach, we had a little video camera. You didn't even have phones with cameras back then. <laughs> I don't know. We had a little video camera. I remember doing a little piece in the car. We were talking about driving into the town, coming down the hill, if I recall. And it was kind of just after that that it was suddenly like, oh, hang on a minute. We were waiting, waiting five minutes for it to arrive. But there we were, right next to the course. So. Yeah, you're an early vlogger. Oh, yeah, very much so. Yeah. I can't remember what happened to those tapes. There was some gold on there. There okay. was the uh, the farmer whose sheep – remember we got stuck behind all the sheep on that road in Ireland? We filmed that. Yep. He was meeting you, it. You filmed a lot of stuff and it, it sounds never surfaced. <laughs> never surfaced. Sounds thrilling. Oh, it was bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, it was 36 rounds, 32 days, five rest days. Am I right about that? It was epic. No, it was it was, it was was 34 and 30. Right. Yeah, there you go. exaggerating. Him. Him. And we, yeah. we had – we had six days where we didn't play because there was a little tournament called the British Open or the Open Championship yeah. to attend and exactly. and cover. Yeah, Royal Troon, nineteen ninety seven. No time for golf. Justin Leonard, driver off the deck at the sixteenth, if I'm not mistaken. We watched. We were there for Tiger Woods holing out for sixty four at the eighteenth green on day two. Okay, sorry, 
Day three. Sunny Saturday afternoon. And the sound of the motor drives of the photographers, there must have been. There's got to have been a hundred photographers there. And as he as he hit the putt, he's he, actually as he hit the bunker shot. He got up and down out of the bunker as he hit the bunker shot. The sound was almost deafening, wasn't it, Beach? It was amazing. Incredible experience. Yeah, not like the silent cameras they got now. No, that's exactly right. <laughs> it's all changed. One of the last Pro V pre Pro V one tournaments. Would have been. Yeah, yeah, well there was probably I mean, two off. That was well, two thousand. Any any open that Justin Leonard can win. <laughs> Is is a you know is a is an open that's a great test because you know I, I feel like Justin Leonard in his prime could win it this week. At, uh, oh, he at could yeah, absolutely. Justin Leonard was a hell of a player. Yeah. He had that. He had his eighteen. He's Harrington eighteen months that I can't help but look back on and think, gee, that fits so many careers when you think about it that way. But that ninety seven period, he finished second, I think, at the PGA to Davis Love. Won the Open was uh, was a serious uh, serious. Concern. We were younger men then, Beach. That was back then. Let's talk about now. What's today's buzz at the old course? We'll talk about lots of stuff today, but what's capturing the attention of the uh, your fellow press brethren in the media centre there today? Well, unfortunately, live golf won't go away, despite the best efforts of uh, the RNA to perhaps put a little uh, cap on it by not inviting Greg. Um, Backfired, didn't so it? So both yeah. Rory, Rory and Tiger today uh, fronted the front of the media and uh and both both were um in agreement with the rna that they did the right thing not to invite greg and that was about all that was said um from them on the subject but everywhere you go around um town like i was i was waiting for a pizza the other night and and some guy said are you here for the golf i said yeah he said they should have invited Greg because he obviously picked my Australian accent and and he was straight into oh that they they made a mistake not inviting Greg. Um, yeah, I I'm not sure. I I I think they should have given that he's won the event twice. Um, worked hard to win those two two mm. Open Championships. Yeah, agree. Um, and I I don't think that. Uh, whether there was any discussion with some of the other other champ, past champions about you know how awkward it might be, um, you know, Greg walks in the room and you know the, no one's seeing eye to eye with him. Not too many that were at, that are at the dinner this evening would have been seeing eye to eye with him. So, no. well, you can't help but wonder, Beach. I I would imagine there may well have been feedback to the RNA that if he comes, I'm not. From some of the players, you could you could imagine Rory might be one who might have said that to them. So I think there's a possibility of that lurking in the background. Let's not pretend that the RNA don't have access to the sort of advice we're giving out here. I mean, the danger of banning him is, of course, that it makes it a bigger deal than it would have otherwise been had he been there. And they would have been fully aware of that. So I wonder what else might have been happening in the background that that had them make that particular decision, whether it was the right or the wrong one. There may have been no winning here for the RNA, in all, in all honesty, Beach. Had Norman turned up, he has shown himself to be more than capable of pushing his agenda wherever and whenever, regardless of whether it's appropriate. That fear would be genuine, I would imagine. Uh, so maybe they, if had they let him come, would that have been better? Maybe, maybe not. Wouldn't be like the first mm. awkward champions dinner there's ever been. After <laughs> you can only imagine the Augusta Fuzzy Zello, dinner on a yeah, exactly. after Fuzzy Zello's comments one year. So, I, I, I guess the, the other point there too is the fact that Greg's never really been one to um, attend these events anyway. No, I mean they've they've had 
2005, mm-hmm. 2000. Mm-hmm. I think 2000 might have been the last time that Greg attended a champion's dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do recall seeing one of those group photos they take in front of the clubhouse that, with Greg standing in it. And I just, I'm fairly certain Peter Thompson was in the same photo. So, and there might have even been a photo of Greg, Baker Finch, and Tomo together. Yeah. But hasn't been seen since. There's been tension between them about other stuff too. There's always talk about the Rolex sponsorship at the Open and Norman's an Omega player. I think there was something about a dinner there at some point years ago where something happened and he was either uninvited or asked to leave. Or So there's been tension. I mean, his you know, little hand grenade he threw into the trenches a couple of months ago about oh, asking for an invite, which is unheard of, and was never going to be received with anything but a no. Uh, you can't help but feel that that was a deliberate attempt on his part to drum up publicity, which I don't think they would have appreciated. So, look, that's the decision they made. I don't think they could have won no matter what they did. I can't imagine he would. In the end, though, they've come off as petty and they have. it has backfired. It's had that some, Streisand effect where it's attracted yeah, attention indeed. to something that didn't need to have attention. Well, there's, there's, more, there's more talk about it. Perhaps, That yeah. he's not invited than he is than there probably would have been if he was. And what's and like you say, what was the damage that they're controlling? Well, yeah. It's just, it was a, a Well, of course, so, to me, the sensible decision would be let him come, and if he did do any of those things they were concerned about, well, he's making a goose of himself, yeah. and others would have said that, and they still come off with the moral high grounds. I think they made a mistake probably in the end, but I also can sort of perhaps understand why. Well, that's we've, Greg's had his moment in the sun on the Good Good Golf Podcast, episode 113. Let's turn back to what the RNA want us to talk about, which is the open. Beach. what are conditions like on the ground there? We keep reading firm and fast. Is it as crunchy and as uh, firm as we sort of keep seeing and hearing from these videos on Twitter? Lots of pl- players bashing clubs into the ground <laughs> to illustrate just how firm it is underfoot. Yeah, I took a walk out today um, to see well, I, I'll start from the top. I took a walk out on Sunday. On Sunday, it was nudging 30 degrees here in St. Andrews, which wow. is heat wave. apparently the hottest day they've had in decades. Um, and it was, it was, it was stinking hot and it was a dry heat. And you could see the shimmer across, like if you, you look down across the first and 18, you could see that, that heat shimmer. Wow. Which, you know, it blew my mind. I thought, is, is this really Scotland? Anyway, um, ventured out again today. I thought I'd try and compare and see how it's travelled over the past couple of days. It's browned off even more, um, and it's in spots. It's funny. Um, obviously, in the in the gather areas that probably get more water, um, it's still greenish. Um, but firm, but on the other areas, particularly on the tops of little hummocks and, and things like that, um, it's as hard as a rock. Wow. And the grass, um, there'll be, there'll be air at like the crosswalks. Well, they're going to be like Parramatta Road by the start of the first round. Wow. Well, Parramatta Road's full of potholes at yeah. the moment with all the rain and everything. As I was, lies on Parramatta As I was driving, driving here this morning, it was like I was going along the 12th, the 12th at the old course, all these hidden holes. It was like <laughs> driving doesn't get exciting in Sydney until, you, until your car's like on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
Beej, it does feel from the outside like there's a bit of an electric crackle around this event, partly because of some of the things that we just talked about. The live golf thing keeps bubbling away, and like it or not, it's made golf more interesting. It certainly is attention-grabbing. But it feels like there's a bunch of elements about this one, some of them I mentioned there in the opening. Is that the feeling you get on the ground? You've been to the Open at the old course before. You were there in 2015. Has it got a different buzz this year? Absolutely, and and not just because it's the 150th, but because – well, look, a few things. The live golf thing aside, mm-hmm. that's probably not the thing that everyone's talking about as much as they're talking about Tiger mm. and the prospect that this is going to be it, mm. and that there's a there's a lot of talk around that come Sunday if he makes it through to the weekend, um, we're going to see him uh, replicate the stand on Swilcom. Swilkin Bridge oh. and wave goodbye. Is he a foot? Be done. Is he a foot on the railing? He's guy, a foot on, he's a foot on Jack Nicholas's foot yeah. guy. <laughs> that was <laughs> that's the all-time great. Yeah, it's so aggressive, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a real flex. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Uh, yeah I, I, don't, I don't think he does the man spread type. Yeah. Put the leg up on just, the just stand. There. I, I think he just just stands, he just stands there like, and, like a gentleman and yeah. waves like the Queen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's uh, that's outstanding. Will he do that though, Beach? Now he's never been one for ceremony. I feel almost like that photo he took with Jack was kind of his Swilkin Bridge wave. I can't see him admitting publicly by standing on the bridge and giving it the wave that he's done there. Although he kind of hinted that he is, didn't he, in his press conference? He has had more photos taken in the last forty-eight hours on that bridge than than five busloads of Japanese tourists. Wow. He's he's had photo with Adrian Moronk, who he played a, uh, some practice holes with today. He's had photo with Justin Thomas. He's had photo with his partner. Um, he had photo with Jack. He had photo with Lee. He's he's been on that bridge a long time over the last two days. Um, and I reckon that I think he, like sitting in his press conference earlier today. He um, he spoke very nostalgically about the Open and he realises that unless the Open comes back at the earliest, 2026, um, this is it He's for him. Done. Yeah, And he, he kind of hints at the fact that given that it's his favourite golf course and he, he started his Open... Mm. Open Championship career here that he did without saying it. You can kind of tell it reading between the lines that it it could happen. It could be it. Well, well there's two things though, isn't there? There's coming there as a competitor, <laughs> and then there's coming there in a ceremonial sort of a capacity. Yeah. Will he do that? Is the question? Yeah. I'm sure he'll do that. You think? Of course he'll do that. Yeah, I wonder. But not to play. Not necessarily play. He'll do that celebration of champions thing every opportunity yeah. he gets yeah that makes some sense i suppose yeah, yeah. and then because uh, he admits that he 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 can only really be competitive now on links golf courses yes because he doesn't hit it as far as he used to mm-hmm. but he can it, it levels the playing field oh, we all know that mm. from from past from opens Zach Johnson, seen, you know yeah. tom tom watson and mm. And and some of these other older guys who don't hit it as far, but they they've got links knowledge, can play a golf course. Well, the the uh, driving distance is less important 
particularly at a place like the old course, isn't it? Less important than the knowledge and the imagination and the hands around the greens. Mm. Daly's lag putting in 95 is really what won it for him at the old course. For all the booming drives that he hit, it was his putting from long range that really kind of did it for him. I can't remember if he had any three putts. And that'll be the same this week. Yeah. And because there, there, are, there are guys actually out there practicing using the putter from 20, 30 yards off the green. Yeah. Not just Martin Kleiman. Well, Martin Kleiman's not playing, actually, is he? <laughs> He's really missed out. That's, uh, it could have been a chance when yeah. it didn't turn up a qualifying. Can he do it, Beach Tiger? Look, I've I've seen him do some pretty incredible things over the past couple of days. Like, uh, you would probably know the second green, mm. uh, the old course, it's pretty funky with – humps and hollows and, and a whole lot of movement. Um, he dropped a couple of balls there about 30 or 40 yards short of that green, hit four different clubs, um, and they all finished within makeable 10 foot of the flag. Wouldn't that be and, special to have seen? And it was like a wedge, a seven iron. Uh, it might have been like a five iron in there. Wow. Hmm. You know, that's that's now if he can get around doing that sort of stuff, um, and he can walk four days, I've no doubt he can get to thirteen or fourteen under and and be genuine contender. He's played a lot of golf these last few days, hasn't he? A lot of golf for a and guy not with looked a, good with a banged up leg. Yeah, he looks to be sort of. So how's he look up close physically? First, the first, well, I stumbled across him and Justin Thomas on uh, Sunday night, uh, Saturday night, and then pulled the pin at like 9.30, and they were still going nearly up till 11 o'clock. That's delightful, isn't it? <laughs> and uh, I, wrote a, I wrote a bit of a piece on it, and they were like, you know, they, were, they reminded me of when I was a teenager, and you were mucking around on the golf course until dark and you were playing the last hole, like working your way towards the headlights in the car park. Yeah. Um, they were like that and they were just having fun. Um, and he was walking. Look, they were only chipping around and stuff. I couldn't really tell. Next morning, um, so Sunday when it was was quite hot, first five or six holes, he, he looked really uncomfortable. Um. I reckon by about the seventh or eighth hole, it was starting to warm up. The day was just started a bit of a heat getting into the day. He seemed to be walking a lot more freer than he had been earlier. Um, and his ball striking improved as a result. Um, and then by the time they got around to 17, 17, 18, well, he drove it on the 18th green. That was 350-odd yards. Wow. Yeah, we still got that in. Yeah. Um, admittedly, yeah, it was downwind, but he, and he knocked, that drive finished twenty foot from the flag, and he left the putt short. But um, and over the past couple of days, or even during the the Champions Challenge, he's he is using a club. Like if he's just hit a shot, he's then using that. He's then walking with that club, kind of like a makeshift. Walking stick. Right. Um, 
the, the advantage he's got, Woods, when it comes to this is, having already won a bunch of these, he's got 15 in his back pocket. Once you get to Sunday afternoon, he's got stuff that other players don't mm-hmm. have. That He knows what he can do. There's less pressure on him if he can just get there. It's going to be about the physical, isn't it? If it, if it turns cold all of a sudden, I think he's probably in trouble. If he looks uncomfortable mm-hmm. when it's cold. But as you were saying, Berge, if it's going to be warm and he's got the opportunity to get warm before he plays, it feels like that's kind of going to be the key to it. For him, because if you can just get to Sunday afternoon, as we saw at the Masters in 2019, well, that's, you know, they all fell away, didn't they? Yeah, they, not too they hand, they There's a Goldilocks zone for him, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm. You don't want to sort of too hot and draining yeah. and he hasn't got the <laughs> – yeah. no, exactly, you're right. So, look, that, that uh, it'll be interesting. Who else, Beige? I mean, I think, I think actually, I actually think the key – actually, sorry, sorry. No, no, not at all. I just think the key, the key thing, the Tiger to be thereabouts come Sunday is the wind. Right. If so, we've been getting uh, today was pretty windy. Got up to was gusting up to about thirty five kilometers an hour at some time at some point. Um, if the wind stays up and is constant, T to green, you, everyone will have to deal with it, and Tiger will deal with it better than most. It'll be it'll get down to the putting. And Tiger's got that problem now that he can't get down and see the line. Very aggressive with your fingers at the camera there. <laughs> He's giving it to. That's an interesting point, actually. So you have you sort of spotted that? So he does really have trouble getting down to see, get that well, wounds on view. It, it, as, as we saw at the the PGA, the US Open, getting down, it's it's difficult for him. Mm. But he may get away with it in that. There's a lot of – if the wind is, is up, that's going to mean players are going to be missing putts that they normally think they're going to make. And so Tiger will be missing the same putts that half the other half the rest of the field are missing. Right. It's going to hurt Rory as well, isn't it, if the wind is up? Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like Rory's chances I'm, at all if it's windy. I don't know. You just can't – I can't feel well, – well, I've tipped Woods, which I don't think is outrageous is what you're saying, but I Tip- also think it's a – it's it's a long shot too. He should be very outside. sentimental. Yeah, partly. Although, what are sports bets saying, Adrian? Yeah, what are they saying? Uh, are they? Stand by. As, uh, cometh the moment, cometh the man. I sixty-seven, think. sixty-seven to one for yep. Tiger. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah, no, I I take a piece of that. I think that's. Oh, well, we're on Tuesday. We're talking about this on Tuesday, Wednesday. There's a lot can happen between now and Sunday, but I don't think it's outrageous to think that he might. Uh, Adam Scott's at 91. He might be there. Well, who else, Beach? Um, who else? I mean, obviously, Woods, wherever he goes, takes the bulk of the the uh, the headlines. But who else? And who have you seen? You've been out walking the course, so you would have seen loads and loads and loads of players. Who have you seen up close, and what have been your thoughts about some of them, both those who might be talked about as potential winners that you don't think, and those who nobody's talking about who you think might be there? I really like Jordan Spieth. I know it's I do too. Uh he's yeah, I know it's, he's one of the favorites. He's always going to be a favorite at, a, at an open championship. But he he bounced into the press center today. Bounced. Like he <laughs> bounced like a wow. kid who'd been drinking red cordial for a week. Outstanding. And he opened with I'm so very excited like you could tell he was really excited. Mm. He's found something here between that awful back nine at the Scottish <laughs> Open on Sunday, mm-hmm. and he's found something in the past couple of days here. I saw him place 
he was playing around one of the greens and he was hitting a whole lot of different shots and he was nothing but smiles. I think Tudor Green, he's hitting it fine. He knows where to miss it here. He knows some of the key pin positions and he knows how to make those parts. And he's played it in, in bad wind. Mm. Yeah, 15 was um, horrendous, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah. He's also won an Open Championship and he's finished in the top 10 three times since 2015. Mm. He's, he's almost – he feels to me a little – runner-up last year. Yeah, exactly. Feels to me a bit like Woods, both Augusta National and the old course call for some similar things. And the, the thing that I think that really – is the imagination. Spieth sees the lines on the greens and from tee to green, he sees them in his mind in a way that perhaps some of the more scientific players perhaps are. He's the real artist and that this course lends itself to that. And I'm not surprised that he's inspired when he gets there because it would light the fire in him. He would start to see things that you know, Renaissance doesn't have. It's a much newer version of an old-style golf course that – it doesn't really excite architecture, but the old course, I would imagine, lots of fire under somebody like Spieth, whose neurons just start to fire. For for Spieth, every shot is like a game within a game. Isn't it? You can tell he's looking at it, going, "This is what's the challenge here, and what what am I going to do to satisfy that challenge?" Yeah. And and he's got a lot of options that he can draw upon, and it's it's everything for him is a game within a game, mm. and that, I think that. Childlike sort of excitement yes. is, is what you need. Which is what Thomas and Woods displayed being out there yeah. till 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. If you haven't got that, I'm not sure that you know, it, the, the alcohol connects with people. Take from that and bring that to a competition, though, yes. isn't it? And, yeah. But Spieth just naturally plays like that yeah. in, in competition. That's He plays it like it's a it's When he's at his best, fun. especially. Yeah. Um, you can see when he can't see the lines, can't you? The he's, sort of, yeah, he's rarely so. protecting anything. He's always like just playing the game. Which is what? What's the joy to watch with him? Actually, he he actually he he made two points today. He said that links golf tends to free him up. Now he didn't really expand on that, but I can I can you can kind of tell when you watch him out on on the course here that he's he's quite happy to take the bad bounce because he knows that there's a good bounce coming around the corner. And I think there's a lot of players that don't don't get links golf um, that are willing to take those bad bounces before they get the good bounces in return, and they they kind of lose their way. Um, you know, guys that are, are brought up on a diet of you know, see flag, no distance mm. flag, hit it flag, stop it flag. Yeah, you know. Okay, I um, just and. Hit, and he's already out. identified with the golf course the different speed on approaching to almost every green. Mm-hmm. Like he talked to today about um, there are some parts of the golf course where if, if he lands 40 yards short, it's going to run further through the back of the green than if he perhaps lands it on the green. Wow. <laughs> that, that was an isn't it? <laughs> very interesting thing about Carnoustie, uh, sorry, Muirfield, um, the year that uh, Phil won. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was comparably firm from what I could see on TV. It was extremely firm and dry mm. in a very hot summer. Mm. I think they'd had 
but then they'd watered the greens in the green surrounds quite a lot, especially the aprons in front of the greens. And it took away, it just took that fire out of the thing. Um, you, you had play, pe- players on the final day landing it in the spots they thought it was going to run out onto the green and it ended up short of the greens. Dying, yeah. yeah. Um, which I hope we don't see this time. I, I, that's the joy. I don't think like will, a whole, like, the fourth has that little hump in front of it. Yeah. And, you know, you've got to contend with that. And that's There were green staff out on course today watering, but they were watering. Just for survival. They were watering some of the bunkers. <laughs> keep the sand in them. To keep the sand in them because the wind had got up from a direction that it's not usual for the course here. Uh-huh. And they they were, I think they were fearful that they were, well, I'm going to lose some sand, but it was also going to perhaps get out into the surrounds and dry it out even more. Here's a name, BJ. Justin Thomas, in great form, has all of the shots, talks the talk when it comes to mm. this playful golf. Mm-hmm. But the moment his ball ends up in a divot or he gets a bad break, I just I think he can't help himself but just get upset. Is, does he? Does he have what it? takes to win around totally here. Totally agree got ter- with you. He's got a terrible record in the UK. Uh, yeah. But yeah, everything yep. points I to I followed him, him for nine record. holes at Royal Birkdale the year that Spieth won, and he got a bad a bad break, and he pissed and moaned about it for another two <laughs> holes. Yep. Um, it's, you just can't do that, and that's, that's it. it. makes him the complete opposite to Spieth. Yep. Spieth knows he's going to get those bad breaks, but he also knows that there'll be, on occasion, the good break where your ball will just bounce in the right spot and you'll end up six foot away and with a birdie opportunity. So I agree with the assessment from both of you, but here'd be my take. I'm not a huge Justin Thomas fan ever since he spiked beers on the first tee at the Ryder Cup. That upset me. What about when he threw – nobody's talking about when he threw away a sandwich like the other – Yes, that's right. I remember that really offended you. There was, was, a, there was a whole text thread about that. He just walked off a green but, at a major championship with half a sandwich in his hand and threw it on the ground. Agreed. My take would be this, and, and it might happen this week. Thomas is the kind of player, a little bit like Bob Jones, who completely lost it on his first visit to the old course and then ended up learning that lesson. I think Thomas is capable, and particularly spending time with Woods and Spieth, mm. learning to understand some of those things. He's, as you say, he's got all the too. tools that if yeah. he can adjust that attitude – whether he does or not, don't know. But he's got everything else required. If that's the final piece of the puzzle, if he gets, to, if he figures that out, then there's no reason why. He I think that's go on deep in his nature. That it just it'll, over seventy-two holes in major championship, he won't be able to overcome that. I don't think. I guess we're going to find out, aren't we? Interesting sort of stuff. Who surprised you? There would be some players in this field for whom this style of golf will be like playing on another planet, unrecognisable Scott, as golf. Scott Scheffler? You'll have no idea, will he? We didn't know, <laughs> know which country the course was in a few weeks ago. So, Yeah, I, look, I, I, I saw two golfers on the range today hitting balls next to each other. One won't make the cut. The other one could finish in the top 10. Uh, Sepp Stracker. Right. I, first time I've laid eyes, in, laid eyes on him live, impressed the hell out of me. Oh, okay. As a player who can, who can play Lynx golf, he was hitting these darts, beautiful traje- uh, trajectory, with all of his clubs and did it with ease, didn't 
try and force anything into like they were hitting into the wind, didn't try and force anything, hit like he was hitting like maybe four or five fades and then he'd hit four or five draws and then he'd hit a couple straight. Did he just Perfect not know where they were going or was he- <laughs> I've done all of those. <laughs> <laughs> the guy standing next to him, mm-hmm. who I, I won't name. Come on. Afterwards. Oh. Tell us afterwards. I won't even put it in the show notes. DJ. I won't name. An American player, mm. which just it struck me as being absolutely clueless. He was hitting he, – he started his practice session at the same time they were both working their way through the bag, so they were hitting similar clubs at similar times. His trajectory was so high, and I thought, man, you just got no idea. Yeah. He was just like blowing them up into the wind and and then pissing and moaning about his numbers on shot scope or whatever it was. Why isn't, you know, and I just thought, well, you're not going to be around at the weekend. Will be interesting to and there's a few of them. There's a few of them yeah, that of are doing it. Yeah. And I think they've probably resigned themselves to the fact that they're not going to make the weekend because they can't get their head around how to play it. Mm, can't change. It's an interesting sort of conundrum, isn't it, if you're a top-level PGA Tour player? Do you try to change your game for the one or two weeks that maybe you go to the UK and encounter these kinds of conditions, or do you just go, you know what, I'll just stick to making $10 million a year in the States and accept that that's not going to happen for me? I think that's the other thing too. Why they're not, they're not, not every player is going out and playing a full practice round. And it's not for the usual reason that the, you know, like a normal PGA tour event, they might play nine holes, which is convenient because, you know, the ninth hole brings you back to the clubhouse on most of those American courses and you just walk in the clubhouse. Here, Ninth hole is at the end. <laughs> That's right. It's almost another county. The end, the end of the peninsula. Yeah. Um, and so they, they're sort of crossing over and they, they might play three holes going up, three up, play three or four holes going, coming back into. T- t- um, there's a lot of, a lot of American guys that I've noticed that have been doing the, the short, Short sessions, and uh, whether it's then they don't want to ingrain bad habits by trying to hit shots that they're not used to hitting, or they're uncomfortable hitting. It I'm not sure, but feels like a mistake. Don't you need to play links golf to kind of get links golf? You can't prepare for links golf on a range, can you? Like, no, I think you need to be out there experiencing it. Uh, one player I I like is. Uh, for for this sort of stuff, I think he's going to do well at an open at some point. Is Dustin Johnson? Yeah. Um. I th- for years and years, he has always turned up a week or so early and gone and played a little bit of golf in Ireland. And um, he's, he's a guy who actually also just has fun out on uh, on the golf course. Can play a bit. He's yeah. got a little bit to prove this year as well. Yeah, maybe. I think. Um. Could go either way. That couldn't it? It he could might be feeling quite comfortable this year too, <laughs> not needing to worry about. Uh, could, anything. but he's a fierce competitor as well, and he hasn't been playing too badly in those live events. You can't really tell what sort not of a yardstick that is. No. But can can we go through a few names? So Xander Schauffele, are we alerted but not alarmed, or is <laughs> it seems in? Are you alert it, or alarm? He's in. Pick which one. Excellent form. We you know. I don't know. Is is he is he going to come in and win this? Well, thing he's what? he's he is in good form. 
and he's won on two completely different golf courses in the last two outings. Um, he was pretty impressive to like he he was leaking a few shots at Scottish Open. Could have could have gone the way of the dodo there, but he managed to find something and got back in and won the event. That's learning, telling. Learning it? to um, win, yeah, which is right. really dangerous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you got to remember, he was there about to Canusti. He mm. that was pretty much the first time we'd seen him at the Open, mm-hmm. and he was all over it. Um, yep. Maybe a couple of putts midway through that final round, they they go in, he wins. Everyone had a well, a lot of players had a chance at Carnoustie, Rory and Tiger, and it was uh, no, it was traffic jam. Yeah, amazing. It was one of the great opens in many ways, wasn't it? Yeah. And you know, I even thought, the- and the course actually, the course this week, the course this week reminds me more of Carnoustie, uh when Molinari won mm-hmm. than probably any of the. Any open since 2015. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I know Birkdale was, was nah. a little dry. Yeah. Nah. Uh, There's no comparison. Um, but Canusti was concrete. Yeah. Was that pretty was, fiery. Yeah, that was dry. Well, 80 and have a, look at the, have a look at the guys who were up there. Yeah. yeah. Spieth, Woods. Are you tipping a Molinari win this week? Is that what you're saying, Beach? No, but <laughs> a player like Molinari. Absolutely. Like, doesn't hit it, doesn't hit it off the planet. No reason he couldn't. Matt Fitzpatrick. Golf's his ball. Yeah. Matt Fitzpatrick was in very good form. He's got all the shots. There's a lot on the list, isn't there? Yeah. More so than perhaps normal, and partly because it's such a range of different players who can contend at the old course. And Zach Johnson won it last time out. You just, even in 2015, you wouldn't have put Zach Johnson on the list of favourites, and yet there he was. In fact, I don't think he could reach the 17th green, could he not? Johnson back in 2015? Did he have to lay it up there oh, a couple he, of times? He, he chunked a three-wood going in there. Yeah. The course was very different in 2015. Yeah, much, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was- it had a lot of rain. Even though it was quite windy, they'd had a fair bit of rain leading into the event, and it was it was much greener than it is this week. A soft old course really played into his hands then. It's not too long. You could still hit a lot of wedges, yeah. and he could make those wedges way. stop. And goes down as one of the greats to have won now at uh, Augusta and yeah, the old course. The old course, but not Royal Melbourne. Not Royal Melbourne, no. Chevy <laughs> <laughs> still has that. Uh, does the firmness underfoot and all of that running make it harder from tee to green or more difficult around the greens? It kind of make a case for both, can't you? When the ball hits the ground off the tee and starts really bounding and running, there's all sorts of places it can go and put you in positions that can be diabolical trying to come into the greens at, at the old course, can't they? Absolutely. And again, I go back to Canusti. I don't know if you recall, Brooks Kepka stood up in his press conference before the start of that open, said, I'm going to attack. I'm going to hit driver everywhere. I'm just going to hit it down there and then I'll take the consequences and go from there. That strategy lasted two days and it was only when he started dialing it back in that he actually started going up the leaderboard. You just can't – if you lose control of your ball, you've got no hope. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and guys like Rory have already talked this week about um, controlling their ball and, and laying it back, you know, um, which is why I'm a little bit concerned about Matt Fitzpatrick. He's, he's newfound length. Um, he All he could talk about was how Billy had said there were five or six drivable holes this week. Um. Yeah, I don't see that because you're gonna you lose control. You're gonna lose control of your ball. Mm. 
yeah, um, I, if you attack that hard. The open coverage has already started on TV and there was... <laughs> It's a range session I, I on Monday night. I can't get over watching. it. Yeah, there's Tuesday on the range and stuff. Who want, whoever asked for that, but we've got it. And I watched it. Three, and, three hours a day for the women's PGA and we're having uh, on yeah, the range uh, Tuesday Exactly. Night. Yeah, it would be interesting to see what we get for the women's women's open. But um, they had uh, – I was – DJ was on the on the range, and as I said, I really so like. You are bagging it I really like watching. his changes. <laughs> I, I really like his chances, but uh, there, there was an int- oh, who was it? Um, McGinley was observing him and made some interesting comments along the lines of what you're saying, Beach. He's he was watching Johnson just float these ones up, and they were going with the wind. And uh, he was asked, "You, what do you think of that?" And he said, "I don't like it. I don't like it. He's letting them float in the wind. They're going to go far." But when it hits the ground, he's got no idea where that's going to go. It's completely out of control. And he was comparing that to Sergio, who was a few bays up, who was working the ball into the wind, and he said he's controlling his ball. So, yeah, mm. that's because it's not just what the ball's doing on the ground, right? It's what the ball does in the air determines what it what ends up doing, doing in the ground. So, And, of course, the thing being that the, the notion of hitting it as far as you can, this bomb and gouge idea, hit it as far as you can, and then once you've got a wedge, you can hit any shot you like, doesn't hold quite so true, does it, at the old courses at many places? You give most of this field a wedge 70, 80, 100 yards from the green, doesn't matter where they are at most courses in the world, they're going to stick it somewhere on the green generally within a makeable putt range, most likely. That's not true on a Lynx course, is it, BJ? And that's probably the difference. That's it. And, and look, in terms of distance and the amount of run that they're getting, yeah, yeah, there are maybe four or five drivable holes. Um, but what happens when the ball lands, you know, 30 yards short and then the first kick it then hits the second bounces on the green and then the third bounces Twenty foot beyond the green, and then you're you're off into the Magumbi. Yep. <laughs> you don't want to be playing back onto greens, no, because it's yeah. The tenth at Royal Melbourne. Masters I think Rory's got, Rory's got the right idea. He was talking about lay, like laying back with on some holes where you might hit driver normally. If you were playing, say, the Dunhill in October, you might hit mm. driver. Where he says he might be hitting like five iron. Yeah. Have they grown the rough behind the twelfth? Do you know? Because over the back there might be the play off the tee, like drive it through the ground. where the flag is, yeah. obviously. Look, the rough everywhere, well, not everywhere. You don't, you don't have the answer, do you? It's not you don't graduated know. like a US Open. Yeah. Behind 12, from memory, it's it's hay-like, but if you get in there, the ball's going to stop pretty quick. Oh. Oh. I want <laughs> you to report. And you've, you'll, you'll have some – you'll have that – that uncomfortable jabby <laughs> chip chip back that you just don't know how it's going to come out. We should have videoed this. The hand motions that are going with this are just fantastic. They're really telling the story beautifully, aren't they? That's homework for you, Bede. You're going to go yeah, you've got to look behind, back. The, behind, the, uh, behind the 12th green. Uh, <laughs> That's one of those holes, extraordinary for its length, where there's just so much that you can choose to do mm-hmm. and – there's a few spots you can play for, but when the ball's running so much, you can't really rely on ending up where you think you're going to end up. And so where you've got to sort of play this percentage shot. And I wonder what Scott Fawcett would recommend. Uh, That's one of those ones where it'd be- he posted something on Twitter this morning. Uh, Clates went on Andy Johnson's show, and they must have talked about it, must have mentioned his name. He tweeted something this morning that he'd been told to listen to what they had to say, and he had oh, yeah. some counter. Oh. Bit of- 
notes that he'd put up. It'll be interesting to – you're right. I just – it reminds me I, – I remember you think about this stuff. So DJ at the President's Cup in – I don't think it was 2019. I think it was 2011. Hit it over the back of Royal Melbourne West, 10th, with mm-hmm. a two-iron as a drivable green. Perfectly legitimate. Terrible spot. It's a drive. Yeah, exactly. And once you've hit it over the back of there, I think he'd hit it seven times when he picked it up, yeah. having conceded the hole. <laughs> he'd already hit it seven times, and he, you know, he drove it through the green. So the, the notion of being able to drive it on the green is great if it's going to stop there. Yeah. But that's the the issue here. And the twelfth is a prime example of that. Is that there's that little narrow neck to get in there, mm. and once it starts bouncing around up there, it can end up anywhere. Yeah. And in diabolical places. I think we talked about that last week. There are diabolical places at St Andrews, aren't there, Beach? Places where no matter how good you are, three to get it in the hole would be a good effort. You could blow it out onto the Eden course from there as well. Actually, does the Eden course play or the other the courses surrounding? Do they play as out of bounds for the Open, or it's? Mm. Yeah, it does. It plays as out yep. of bounds? Okay. Yep. Yep. No, that's in play there, legitimately. If people are taking driver off the tee, they can they can blow it out right there. 12B driver off the tee for this field? Well, is it no, that maybe, long? No, no, maybe not. Thoughts. Yeah. Depends on the wind, doesn't it? Not with the, not with the wind in the yeah. current direction. Yeah. yeah. So Harrington made they an get- interesting point. Sorry, Beach. No, no, you're right. Harrington no, you're- made an interesting point, I thought, today. He said something like, um, downwind, you know, it might help you to carry some of the hazards- but the problem is what comes after. Yeah. So you, you can carry the hazard, but you just bounce into the next one. So that's the problem with yeah. with Zan uh, 12's a prime example. You carry and the little pot bunkers, but where do you end up once you've gone over the top of them? I saw one of the uh, Korean kiddies out there today. I think he might have been playing with Scotty Scheffler. Uh, found himself in one of the 112 pot bunkers that are scattered across the golf course. And he had to putt it to the back of the bunker mm. to then hit it with a sandwich. to then have any kind of shot to get out. Yeah. Wow! And we've seen so that happen at crucial that's what moments. Can happen. Exactly, we've seen that happen on Sunday afternoons at the Open, haven't we? It's Sand, the, the sands of Nakajima. Yeah. There is just exactly. There's no chance. We know Woods avoided all the bunkers that he's win there in 2000. If I remember, didn't go into one bunker. All week. Mm. It's the, just on that. That's the other potential issue for him. If he finds himself in a bunker somewhere with like he did at Litham a few years back, it was 2012 when Scott nearly won. You remember that bunker shot mm-hmm. he had? I think it was on the sixth hole where he's down half on oh, one yeah. knee and he's not capable of doing yeah, it. Yeah, that stuff there. Be, you might be required to play a shot like that. That's fatal for him yeah. if that happens at any point. I mean, he's got he's got no chance of doing that sort of Depends thing. Depends what yeah. knee he needs to Look, get he, he's, a, he's the kind of – we've seen it before. He, as you just mentioned, 2000, he didn't hit any bunker. Oh. He can tiptoe his way around this golf course. Yeah, I think so too. And not be out of it. No. Much harder when it's as firm as it is to control it as well and avoid all of the bunkers when it's firm. Oh, yeah, because the, the feeding areas are like, you know. That's right. In some, in, for some of, some of those bunkers, it's, you know, five, six metres away from – you can be five or six metres away from a bunker, get a bounce, and all of a sudden you're up against the face of that bunker. That's right. With no shot. <laughs> yeah. How With do no I hit shot. it to a place where I can hit it? He, of course, did show us exactly that game in 06 when he won and hitting four irons off the tees and then four irons into the green after that, which was an extraordinary. So we know that he can do all that. I think he's the only player in the field I can think of who's – capable of that, but it's going to be fascinating to watch that unfold. I think he'll be the most interesting player to watch this week. Him and Spieth, to me, are the two that are going to be the most interesting to watch this week, how they deal with it. I think an interesting experiment is going to play out with Will Zalatoris mm-hmm. this week. I find him a fascinating player. Absolutely. Um, just he's a remarkable performer. 
incredible ball striker, mm-hmm. but is any of that going to work? He puts best course. in the majors under the most pressure. Yeah, seen this. yeah. Least, uh, that's beyond uh, all expectations. Yeah. He puts well. Yeah, and uh, tells you something about the guy, doesn't it? Yeah, a, a, an amazing ball striker. He's got all the shots. He does. Again, a little bit like um, JT, I guess. He's got all the shots, but I think he's got a great attitude as well, especially for major championships. And I don't know. It, it, it'll but, be an interesting experiment to see. Does just having being a flat out great ball striker, being flat out flat out flusher, does Link, that is that going to work? Don't you either love it or hate it? I think yeah. once you're a good player, there's only two ways to think about it: you either love it or you hate well, it. He seems to me like the type of golfer who would like it. If he does, he'll be is, dangerous. Have you seen him at all this week, Beach? Yeah, I saw him the other day. He's been practicing a bit by himself, mm-hmm. actually. Um, I'll get your take on this, Adrian. What do you think of a guy who? Is out practicing, and he seems to go from one trouble spot to another trouble spot, dropping balls. Is that glass half glass <laughs> half empty? I'm expecting to hit it here, or in case I do hit it here, which way do you so look at it? He, the club he, pro guy. He, he must have spent ten or fifteen minutes in the road hole bunker the other day, just hitting shots out of the road hole bunker, and I'm thinking, why? Is he a golf nerd, maybe? Yeah. If you had the chance to hit 10 shots out of the road hole, Michael, I'd probably take it as a golf nerd. But Yeah, if I was a golf nerd, I'd just go and get a little satchel and take some of the sand home. (laughs) (laughs) He might have done that too. I think they're all excellent ball strikers, right? They're all very confident in their game. There's no dud players in the field, is there? I don't think there's no dud players in the field. I think they can all feel fairly confident about it. You know, if I've got a flat level lie and I know where to I know the yardage, I can hit it there. So a bloke who's going around the course not focusing on that strength, but focusing on the sorts of shots he might be able to call called upon to play under pressure. Yeah, yeah I, I like him. Are you gonna give us a name? Well Zalatoris, surely, no. wasn't it? No. No. <laughs> It's not no. gonna, he's not giving us a name. He's being very cagey, isn't he? Very cagey. Yeah. Yeah. Atiyah, who also impressed me today, mm. and I, I didn't expect to be impressed, was David Javal. <laughs> Sorry? <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Double time. Uh, I'm just going to check his odds. I, ha- I haven't <laughs> s- I, I honestly haven't seen him actually out on the course proper. He's good value. But he rocked, up, he rocked up at the range. I thought he looked like maybe a maintenance guy. <laughs> He's let himself go. Is this what you're suggesting? Yeah, well, he had a pair of shorts on. I'd never seen him in shorts. And there were these grey – they looked like grey King G shorts. <laughs> it's just outstanding. <laughs> you only get this from people on the ground. You can't read this in a transcript. And uh, and and a, and a and a shirt and a trucker hat. And, I th- and then I recognised – as soon as he took first swing, I thought, that's David Duvall. And he flushed it. <laughs> Oh, I saw thousand to one. You never why, know. Why did you? Why did you give it away? Why did you? Didn't he bob up at you, the U.S. Open? Yeah, at uh, Beth Page. Yeah, hmm. out of nowhere. But four days. You can't. You can't be in it after four days. You can have a. You know, he's a he is a great player. He's bound to have patches of great. Golf I mean, he, he owns that swing. Seven, yeah, I well, mean, it was recognisable from yeah. Into the range. Oh, that's David. I went over for a close look, and he was flushing it. There you go. Finished second to Tiger, didn't he, when the Open was? He did. He hit it in the road hole bunker and took three to get out, if I'm not mistaken. But he was well behind by then. 
as well. He should have done the Zalatoris practice session. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was Zalatoris. It was Zalatoris. That's okay. what I thought, yeah. Well, Beige, it's, uh, it's exciting stuff. I, I, I feel something special about this one, and I just I hope it's a great story. What are the possibilities, given the attitude that Rory's displayed towards Liv, just to bring it back to there? Well, well, okay, what are the potential great storylines? So the one I was going to mention there was what if we get McElroy Reed as we did the 2018 Masters, given the live stuff and their already existing animosity towards each other, would that be a great Sunday? No. And what are some of the others? What's a, what's an Australian pick as well? I want to yeah, you've got to use the Australians, yeah. Well, I, if we're going to talk Australians, I think Adam Scott is mm. sentimental favourite. He's sentimental favourite. But I like Leishman because he's got the right shot shape mm-hmm. for the golf course. He proved that he proved that in 2015. Yep. 64-66 over the weekend. They were the two low scores of each day. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems he, like he rolls form. in a couple of putts. He could be thereabouts, but the shot shape suits the golf course. He was in terrible form in 2015 coming into yeah, okay. I had a look oh, yesterday, so oh. that's not much to go on with. Okay. A player like yeah. him can turn it around on the range. One swing and they'll be like, oh, that's it. Got it. Yep. Cam Smith. And Cam Smith's got the same shot shape. So he could be a factor too. Terrific from close range to the green too, Cam Smith. Seemed to get the hang of it last week as well, didn't he? Played himself into good Lynx form. Yeah, agreed. Uh, What are you, 11 Australians in the field? Um, Mm. They'd be the the three, obviously, that stand out. What about Lucas Herbert, Minwoo Lee? They're kind of our rising prospects, aren't they? If you had a chance to have a look at either of them, Lucas played terrifically at the Irish Open a couple of weeks ago. Not so great last week at Renaissance. Does he have the I game? Seen Lucas actually, but I, I saw Minwoo today. Um, he's going along on his short stuff, uh, which is which is good. I, don't, I just don't know that he's in the, in the form, the right form at the moment. He, he doesn't seem to have his. You know, Scottish Open wasn't a great defence. Um. I don't know if his head's in the right, right space. Uh, happy, I'd be really happy if he proves me wrong, but yeah. I don't, I just don't see him. Um, scaring it at all this week. He's got to be on Minwoo, doesn't he? When he's on, he's amazing, but he's got to be on. He has off as well. He's not, a, he's not a top ten every week kind of player. He's a, he's a win or bust. Sort of play. He's got the right sort of imagination, I think, hands for this sort mm-hmm. of golf. He'll come to an open one year in good form, and he'll he'll contend maybe more than one year. But he's got the right sort of he's got the right flair and flamboyance about his game. Yeah, he does. Sort of golf. Although I think he it only really comes out when he's in trouble. He's a great escape artist. Yeah, true. Um, I think when he's just hitting when he's flushing it and just hitting it down the middle, he just hits conventional shots. So I think he's a little bit like Bubba. He's got to imagine Bubba, a tree yeah. in front of him or. Imagine some obstacle when he's, ask him a question. When he's in the middle of the fairway, I think Minwoo needs to think about oh, how, what, what can I do here to make it feel like there's a challenge. But he needs to get a dodgy driver, a driver that he can't hit on the planet, and he'll play great. Uh, <laughs> Don't you suggest yeah. it? Oh, he's a, the great escape artist. That's where his imagination and his flair comes out. Um, it's, it's special. It's quite special. What's it going to look like on TV, do you think, BJ? Is it, um, uh, the old course is always a little bit... Like the camera angles from the cherry pickers and stuff, you can't. It like you know, it flattens everything out completely. It takes out. Is that better now with the TV? All the four K and eight K. Does that help with that? Maybe I don't know. I, I just hope they've got more cameras on the ground. Mm. Um, but the bright light that you get at midday 
for most of the day when the open's on, it just it doesn't help things at all. Uh, I just I want to see cameras down low, and I want to see soft light. Not necessarily golden light or anything. Turn the sun down if you wouldn't mind. <laughs> be a little bit cloudy and overcast. It, look, it looks yeah. great when it's you know like that soft light or great you know golden light would be wonderful too. But that harsh midday yeah. light from a cherry picker, it just it's not a doesn't it show. Doesn't look good. Best light yeah. doesn't know. Beach. You're going to get that. You're going to get that. Unless the only way you're going to get that soft light is if there's a wind delay. And they're off the course for four or five hours, and they all have to come back, and the coverage goes till ten o'clock at night into the into the golden hour. Yeah, and then you they can overcome it if they get the cameras down low a little bit. Do you want one of those little um, vehicles they had them on at the US Open when Fox took it over? Didn't they introduce that? The little vehicles that went along the ground. Yeah, were pretty cool. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this is one course you won't get that. It's just too narrow. The spectating experience is awkward at St Andrews, isn't it? I don't think you can. Can you get on the course at all as a spectator, or are all the grandstands outside the course because of the nature of how it's laid out? There's there's a point of no return, so you walk you walk out to uh, uh, behind the second green, where I oh, sorry behind the third green, and there's a crossover to the the village. So you cross um, 15th, 15th, uh, 15th fairway into the village. And if you don't cross over and you keep going down four, then you're in for the long haul. You've right. got to actually walk all the way <laughs> out around. and then all the way back. So you walk all the way around the outside. Right. Um, it is a tough Spectator. experience. Yeah, it is. But there's, look, they've got, a, they, They've, my memory of 2015 is that they've got more grandstands out okay. further out on the golf course this time around because they're obviously going to have more people here. So yeah. You're always watching golf a little bit from a distance and over 10 heads yeah. at, at an Open Championship. Best golf, it wouldn't work so much at the old course, but the best golf viewing spectating tip I ever got was from Andre Stoltz who said, walk the course backwards. Start at the yeah. 18th green and go against the crowd all the way around. He said, yeah. you'll see a whole lot more golf. And I've got to tell you, he's absolutely right. Yeah, Fantastic idea. Yeah. yeah, piss a lot of people off, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Depending who's playing, it can be awkward. I don't fancy walking into Tiger's crowd and trying to get through and out the other side. That wouldn't yeah. be much. What other crowds like Beach? Big? Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, actually um, the last couple of days of probably more people I've seen on a golf course for practice days than any open I've been to. Fabulous. Um, you know, there were uh, driving in, I was staying out of St Andrews on on Sunday and driving into town from the southern part of Fife. Um, there were buses pulling into park and ride places. Um, there must have been eight, nine, ten buses waiting to get into this park and ride. So, Crowds have been huge. Fabulous. Enormous anticipation about this Open. Oh, so this it's just the confluence of so many things, isn't it? Yep, the old course, you've got storm. Tiger, you've got the Live thing, the 150th, and it's just so much. So and much the going. course itself maybe, is what you want to see. Maybe one of the most significant yeah. Opens in living memory that, all, that we'll ever see. Yeah, couldn't yeah. agree more. Just, yeah, uh, yeah, totally agree. Hopefully we get a 
a great, great will be, championship. Will be, uh, it gets harder every year to watch it from down here. You're lucky to be there, Beej. Every year it gets harder and harder to stay up for the four nights in a row till four in the morning and actually get the whole experience. But I think I'll manage it this year. Yeah. It's it's like watching the cricket well, at the Open. You sort of drift off. You yeah, wake up. Luckily, it's not a fast-moving thing. That's right. Yeah. You can doze and come Get back. a sense of what's going yeah, on. that's right. Indeed. <laughs> you still get to see plenty of golf. The coverage starts at 3 p.m. Thursday. It's yeah, 3 p.m. in Australian time. Yeah. yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. We might go and have and lunch. So you'll, you'll get to see Min Woo hit off the first alongside Paul Laurie. Or oh, he's in the first the, group. Fantastic. He's in first group. Wow. In fact, I reckon six six of the 11 Aussies are hitting off in the morning of the first round. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Good. It's not, uh, not, a, shot, not a shotgun uh, start. Leishman and Scott are playing together. It's, it's, it's not a shotgun start either. It's uh no, it's so not all, a shotgun. Never, and it will is. be seventy-two yeah. holes. Yeah, it never is at uh, this stage, unless there's a playoff. Quick question: <clears throat> some housekeeping. The open app. I'm just having a look for it. Usually pretty good. Have you got it downloaded, Beach? I haven't done so yet, but I'm going to do it now. Uh, the, the reason I was going to say that was I assume it's got the open radio on it, which is fantastic. Oh, if you is. can't get to a TV, yeah. brilliant listening, especially the early. You want to watch the later, particularly the later it gets into the week, but. Just to listen to those guys, and they they start like with the first group mm. Thursday at six thirty in the morning local time, and they go till ten at night. It's fabulous. Well, they they've taken a leaf out of your book, Rod. They're doing podcasts as well. Good. Um, I never got a call. Getting back to what you were saying, I'm not sure. Are they taking Sky Sports or Golf Channel coverage back home? Oh, it would be Sky Sports, I'd imagine. Pretty rare for it to be golf channel. Why can't I find the app? Just hope we're not. It was nine nine hours of coverage today for a tournament that hasn't started yet. Yeah, that's remarkable, isn't it? They're trying to outdo the Masters. It, it, amazing, the, you know, the Masters, the coverage used to kick in in the back nine, and now it's ridiculous. Isn't it? Every shot for every player. Yeah, they've and evolved. they have the they've range thing and that, everything though. like that. But they've evolved to that. The pressure was on for a long time that nine holes isn't they've, enough. You've got to do more. And so they've they, they've shown they've the brought, way to do it really well too. Well, they brought the fans along sort yeah. of with them for that. They've, yeah. they've they've responded. Whereas this is feels like a well, we better put more on than what they've got. No That's right. This feels like is. an arms race, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. uh, uh, what. What are you most looking forward to, mm. BJ? This uh, just a good good contest or just seeing. Uh, some and great I think moments. It will be a good contest, and I think it'll be a leaderboard of of mix. So there'll be players of different abilities and and strengths and different game types make up that leaderboard. They've just managed you know, guys that just that won't be dominated by long bombers. It won't be dominated by any particular type of golfer. That'll be a really good mix. So it'll be a really tight leaderboard. I can't see anyone doing. I can't see a like a, a Louis tight Tiger winning by you know, or a Louis winning by you know, that type scenario. I think it'll be tight. I think we're going to see some disasters out there. There'll be guys that'll lose their head. Um, looking forward to seeing that. I was going to say you, you, you kind of want to see a bit of that, don't you? Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we're going to see some brilliant stuff. Yes, and unfortunately, people may not appreciate how good some of the golf will be when they if they don't consider how tough the golf course is going to play. It's it's not a John Deere hit it 
from 165 to within 10 feet of the flag. All there's not that kind of golfers. Sometimes 35 feet from the flag is a brilliant shot. Uh, but they, if they if they watch if they watch long enough, they'll actually they, get they might learn something about how to golf your golf ball. Absolutely. I, I think I'm just looking forward to seeing the incredible randomness of the whole thing. Yeah. And the it's golf course. Golf. Yeah, it's just it's proper it's just, golf. Despite everything that's happened with golf and all of the minds that have applied themselves yeah. to golf course architecture and construction and discussion and writing and despite all of that, nobody can reproduce ah. the the random scattering of hazards and obstacles and pathways and uh, challenges that you have at the old course. And uh, I, I, I think it's absolutely fascinating that it's still relevant after all this time and not just relevant, yeah, know, perhaps the best golf great, course in the world. What did, and, and completely unemulated by almost any course. What did Jack say the other day, Beach? Somebody asked him about, can somebody shoot 59? He said, sure, they could, but they never have. <laughs> so, which I thought was just a magnificent answer, wasn't it? It's the old course. You but they never have. Yeah, but they never have. That's exactly They never have. And that was the other interesting thing. They've only lengthened the course by 16 yards from what it was in 2015. They're just asking for trouble. The, and 13 of those were on one hole. That's going to play a lot shorter with uh, how firm it is this year. Yeah. But, you know, you don't well, want to be... Yeah, it will play shorter, but... You don't want to be too close to some of the targets that you're going to be trying to hit to, do you? You want to... No. That's, uh, that could be the worst spot on some holes. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it is one of the rare places where sometimes 30 yards from the green is not as good as 80 or 90 or 100 yards from the green. You might yeah. be, you'd rather be 70 yards that On a rock, like a cement-hard lie, yeah. like 30 yards out, what do you do? I mean, you're going to putt it, I guess. You know, well, we'll see a lot of that from yeah. the smarter players. And a lot of low-lofted clubs, a lot of the bump and run with the 7-iron and the 6-iron and those sorts of things. You'll start to see that around the place. It'll be fantastic. Last one from me, Beach. What's the food like in the media centre, most yeah. importantly? Yeah. Well... It's okay it's no when it's on. It's no, no Augusta National? Is no that what you're saying? They, they give you one of those cards? Considering like I, I'm still here. At, yeah, they still give you those cards. So I'm here. It's now seven minutes to 11. The cafeteria has been closed since six o'clock. What? What? Yeah. Uh, do they still have the little snacks? Because, you know, you swoop in and you can spend out your entire balance of your card on the little <laughs> snacks at the end of the day. Like, you can buy Mate, out all their chocolate bars. I went to get a coffee at, like, 8 o'clock, and there's nothing. Oh, I bet they don't have any batch brew either. Or <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's a bit. Oh, this is very advanced media centre stuff here. I don't think I've even had the card top-up idea. I don't think I've ever played uh, that. So, yeah, I think it's 30, 30 pounds. All right. Yeah. It went, it's gone and flashed today. I've had three sandwiches and... Three cans of drink and it's gone. So just to just to put people in the picture, what time are you getting to the course during the day? And what do, you've just said it's ten to eleven at night. What time are you, for all those who think it's just a doddle? And there's no denying it's great fun to go and cover a golf tournament, but it's it's not exactly it, it's arduous, isn't it? What time did you get there this morning? So today there was a bit on, and Rory was up at nine. So I got I was out about at five, and I was on the course. Well, in the media centre by 10 to 6. Wow. So, wow, how many hours is that now? It's 12, 17 hours. Yeah, so far. So far? So far. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that, that 
it kind of the, the days get longer the first two rounds because obviously first first groups yeah last group is at four ten I think so they'll finish it it's a lonely lonely finish, they'll finish it? it about ten to nine yep. nine o'clock yep. so ironic that the the whole the energy of the week and everything can kind of catch up with you in the back nine on Sunday. You can actually feel a bit sleepy. <laughs> Want to take a little nap? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Enough. I remember Birkdale. <laughs> oh, that's obviously a, that's obviously a discussion for after we go. But, but given all oh, of that, I, sh- I, sh- I shared a desk with Adrian at Birkdale. Uh, <laughs> might have been nodding off. Walking the golf course. Most exciting. He was, was back nines in the Captain history. Nod. <laughs> 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 what happened to speak? What happened? Something happened? Indeed. We better let you go, mate. That's an outrageous uh, day you've had so far, and you've got another five of them to go, but I'm sure that the adrenaline will be flying for all of them. It's been fabulous of you to take some time to chat to us today. I'm somewhat envious of you being there, but having just laid out how long you've been there for today, I'm also part of me that's kind of glad that I'm still here at home and not uh, not doing it. But it's been great. Where can people find your stuff, by the way, this week? Where can we read your uh, missives? Go- golfaustralia.com.au. Yep, and follow along yeah. on Twitter. Uh, there's and anyone who obviously goes to the website, they can sign up for the newsletter and they'll get all our open coverage in their email box every morning by seven o'clock. So you're doing you're doing a piece. There'll be other news pieces. There's a gallery photo gallery, uh, photo gallery. John Huggins writing for us. Oh, fabulous. Um, he wrote a fabulous stuff, piece. So. Stuff from Wires and stuff like that. So, yeah, there's, there's lots of contributors to it. Just quickly on Huggy, he wrote a fabulous piece yesterday of his own personal memories of the Open from the time he was 10. Honestly, if you haven't read it, I'll put it in a link to it in the show notes. You can go and have a look for it. Like, fabulous piece. One of the best pieces that has been in the mag, I'll I reckon, in the it. last 12 months. It's magnificent. Yeah, so. it, was, it was a good piece and it was, you know, it wasn't all, always about being at the open. No, that's exactly right. Uh, absolutely <laughs> recommend going to it. In fact, that microphone you're using, you borrowed from Huggy, that may well be, there's a little tip for the listeners who've stayed this long, may well be the mic that Jose Maria Olafarbel himself spoke into earlier today when they recorded for the thing about golf. Uh, no, it wasn't. I hate to break that. <laughs> you know that <laughs> it wasn't? That myth, but no, because it's been sitting behind my computer all right. <laughs> Fair enough. I don't know what he used for Ollie, but the sound is good, so I'm looking forward to listening to that. Virgil, we'll let you go, mate. Thanks for that. Have a good week. Thanks, guys. And thank you, Logue. A joy as always. Episode 113 in the books. When we come back for episode 114, be it next week or the week after, may not be next week because I'm moving studios, we will have a 150th Open Champion, and I'm looking forward to that. We'll catch you next time here on the Good Good Golf Podcast.